Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. My stride. Coast FM with the Gardening Gang and Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy with the classic hits on this Saturday morning. And as the forecast indicated, a beautiful, beautiful day coming our way. Great to be alive today, Cheryl and you look absolutely summer magic in that oh, frock of yours. Oh, thank you. You look gorgeous. Pete, well, it's, it's got a bit of a, a brisk bite in the air. I like these sorts of oh, days. There's it, no humidity, you see. That's right. It's beautiful. It's lovely. And I felt like a swishy dress was the thing to do. And I like your New York Yankees <laughs> baseball cap. Is that your team this year? Well, we're going to go for a bit of a dip, I think, today <laughs> somewhere. So I thought we put the cap on. Right as yeah. the uh, skin doctor says, cover up, my friend, well this done. time of year particularly. Let me take you back to the day when you first bought that house of yours at Lake Munmora some years mm-hmm. ago. And I know you put tenants in for the first couple of years mm-hmm. and then you decided to move to the coast and redevelop the whole garden in there, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a piggery, they tell me. It, it used to be a piggery <laughs> at not. Lake Munmora. So it you had to make not. some drastic decisions. Oh, How look, did you go about it? I tell you what, um, yeah, so it's actually 10 years this year that we mm. moved to Lake Munmora, which has been the best decision of my life. I absolutely love the coast, never leaving. That's it. I'm here forever. So our house was actually actually the show home in the 1980s for Masterton Homes. So it's on a thousand square metres right in the middle of Lake Memora. And they did a horrible thing to it. They put two to three layers of that black plastic weed mat over the entire block. So the first thing I did was get a Stanley knife and go out there and <laughs> dig out all the... So there are no weeds. Oh, they're trying to get rid of the weeds. Oh, no, it was just awful. And then put in lots and lots of palm trees underneath the 11 gum trees that are on the block as well. Palm trees are nutrient thieves. They're awful. So I got an arborist in. That was my first thing. And I did have a couple of neighbours. Sorry if you're listening, people who don't like trees. And they said, oh, wow, you're going to get rid of all those trees. And I was like, no, I'm getting rid of the palm trees. And looking after my gum trees. So, look, really, the first thing I did was tidy up the mistakes that were made. So it was getting rid of all that black plastic out of the ground so that my soil could breathe because it was dead after, you know, 20, 30 years of being under plastic. Got rid of the palm trees that were growing underneath the gum trees and a few other types of plants that were also strangling the natives there. And I sat back and looked. I didn't spend money on plants or, or rushed ahead. There's a rule of thumb that says when you move into something Somewhere, you should wait a year and really take note of what happens over that year. So, because things can, you know, things can start growing and pop up, things that aren't, you can't see them at different types of times of the year, you'll see them then as the year progresses. And the other thing I did, which is one of my favourite things to do, is go for a walk around the neighbourhood and see what is thriving and is successful in your neighbour's gardens and take some photos. <laughs> Don't be too creepy about it. Take some notes as well because what's thriving a few doors down usually should be okay in your garden as well. Mm. So you just get a good feel of it. And then, of course, get your soil tested. But so really it was about cleaning up, getting rid of stuff I didn't want there, things that were but destructive to the garden and and having a pause and having a wait. Well, on the 10th birthday of your (laughs) arrival in Lake um, Manmora, Mm -hmm. we're going to do a little topic today on, uh, well, here it is, time for a garden renovation. Here's some tips and tricks and also a bit of a a bunch of experts coming our way. Some of the trials and tribulations involved in rejigging your garden. We've got Clara coming up. Clara from Permaculture after this. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. It's a fabulous weekend with the Garden Gang. First one of the year, Sherilyn. Congratulations, we've made it. We have. Okay, year number four with the gang. And around our streets at the moment at Sarah, a lot of people are offering free plants and they're placing them out on the verge there. They're very generous. And a very generous society there, absolutely. Now, talking about, as we are today, revamping your garden, Mm. is it wise to put out those old plants that you don't want anymore out on the front verge? Well, you know who knows? Clara. She's here. Look at that. Hey, gangsters. She is the Prince of Permaculture, (laughs) Princess of Permaculture. We won't give her a prince title. I'm neither, so it's all good. (laughs) Uh, And uh, she's here today to give us some ideas about disposing of your... Uh, you know, should we say a surplus plant? Clara, is it wise to just give them away or do we have, or to accept them as gifts or is there a danger there 
might be spreading some sort of, you know, germ or... Is it germs? Well, it's all about context, Pete. It's, context. it's always about context, right? So if, the, if a white van pulls up in Saratoga outside your house and says, Psst, Pete, get in the van, I've got some free plants for you. <laughs> Don't take those plans, Pete. That's a bad idea. No, I don't, don't. think or there's any... watches or <laughs> Yeah, don't get in the van, Pete. However, if you are walking past and you see some lovely plants on the side of the road and they look pretty healthy and they look quite nice and they're a type of plant that you could use, there's nothing wrong with taking it. The plants aren't going to have COVID, Pete. <laughs> Well, I thought there might be some bug. I mean, I'm not fully qualified in this plant world, of course, as you know. Well, you're in the but same neighbourhood. something that I'm not aware of yet. Yeah, but if they're in the same neighbourhood as you, the bug's going to get to oh, you anyway. Oh, yeah, it will, won't point. it? Yeah. They're going to have all the same around. kind of things. Like, obviously, if someone's, you know, brought them over from Thailand... <laughs> you know, in a, in a brown paper bag, then again, I would and say no. It's always about context. <laughs> All my agapanthers came from side of the road in North Gosford. Oh, people are always getting rid of those, aren't yeah, they? And no, they're they great. Came I from love the Aggies. Main road department, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Clara, what are the rules around picking up plants? I mean, there's one thing going past someone's house and seeing a sign saying free plants here, but what if I walk past and I see, oh my gosh, this gorgeous plant hanging over a fence in Saratoga, take I guess. Take snips with you. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is it okay to just take a little snip here and there? Well, the thing that I find is that people love compliments, Sherilyn. So mm. rather than just taking a snip, I knock on the door and say, I absolutely love your garden. It's absolutely beautiful. I love this plant. Mm-hmm. Could I, per chance, take a little snippy? And you'll find that that person is probably very happy about that. Oh, yeah. I Look, I'd be like that. I'd be like, yeah, That's oh, the yes, Clara method, which is very good. It's, it's good. all above board. Charm them and then take their things, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pete always asks. It sounds like a girl I knew. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pete's always told me that, uh, what is it, forgiveness is better than permission. So I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> In terms of uh, redeveloping a garden for the new year, I don't know if this is the right time of the year for it, is it? It's tough because, you know, the temperature here is just so up and down at the moment. Mm, it's really mm. hard to know. I personally wouldn't be establishing a new garden in in this particular temperature just because I'd be really disappointed if a heat wave came along or a storm came along and I just mm. spent all this money mm. and we know that the weather's a bit crazy at the moment. And you know what? Autumn's just around the corner. Autumn's still warm. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit calmer in terms of the storms. So mm. maybe just hold off a little, just a little bit. Just around the corner? It's, around it's the not corner. far. But it, Summer has just started. I'm a planner, Clara, so I would say this is a great time to plan That's and also right. to clear out the garden. That's probably why you're finding those plants around there because I think people are clearing things out, getting That's things ready. That's happening now. That's right. They yeah. might be planting things yeah. but definitely pulling out. Oh, it's a out. great time to do preparation and one thing you can do because you know there's lots of sticks and branches coming down mm. and lots of people trimming things, all this overgrowth. Yeah. It's a great time to get a jump start on your composting and your soil building. Mm-hmm. So one thing you could do is start a nice big compost pile. I'm doing that at the moment. Another thing you can do is with all these trees coming down is reach out to an arborist, ask Mm -hmm. them for a bit of mulch and where you're going to be establishing your garden bed in the future, put a nice thick layer of arborist mulch on there and that's going to be the same thing because it's going to suppress the weeds and it's going to break down into nice nutritious soil when you're ready to put your plants in. Got that, Pete? I got the advice today (laughs) we're waiting for, Sherilyn. Fantastic. Yes, I can't steal those plants. I've got to actually pay a little visit to Mrs. uh, McGillicuddy and say, oh, I love your begonias or whatever they are. And stay away from white vans. (laughs) And if the white van turns up, well, it could be anyone's. Well, you are so well known on the coast, Pete. We're trying to stop Pete from getting into other people's cars, everyone. Oh, yes, that's right. Stefan, <laughs> having a giggle on a Saturday morning with the Gardening Gang. Thank you, Clara. Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 with the Gardening Gang. The classic hits, Coast FM 963. My baby, she loves gardening as well as loving, let me tell you. <laughs> 25 minutes after 8 o'clock, Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy for yet another Saturday morning. And the Gardening Gang every week is being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and they're located at Wyoming. They're back in action on Monday and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale. At Bristol Point. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us here on this Saturday morning. One of our first shows for the year is featuring the topic what to do in the event that you want to redesign your garden. 
Yeah, I think it's a good yeah, time. Really yeah. uh, we'll talk to an expert, I think. Let's He's do that. in the background there, just waiting <laughs> to get his thoughts known to the world. Good morning to Luke DiVincenzo from Devo Designs. Mm. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Luke. Pete and Sherilyn. Good morning, everybody. Now, Luke, um, Sherilyn came up with this idea today, mm. and we've already discovered that it mightn't be the best time to start, uh, you know, wheeling the axe uh, but no. planning may well be the, the approach we take this time of year if one is thinking about redesigning. Yeah, their garden. Yeah. Your garden. Would you agree with that, uh, Luke, or you would uh, yeah, challenge that? Yeah, I think, so. I think it's, it's, it's a bit of a budget restraint. You don't want to be taking risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, Luke, can I just yeah. say there's always a budget consideration. <laughs> yeah. And that's you, for everyone. Uh, unless you up. get the occasional wealthy person that has unlimited budget. Yeah. And spares no expense. Now that the, all the holiday sort of excitement has gone away, a lot of people have still got a couple of weeks left of their holidays and they're sort of sitting yeah. back and they've used their garden to entertain. The oh, maybe. And they're just looking at it going, oh, you know, I just want to change things. So, Luke, if I'm sitting there looking at my garden, what's the first things I've got to consider if I want to renovate or change it? Yeah, for sure. You know what? It's probably a perfect time to do it because you probably have people over and realise, oh, how good would it be to have an outdoor kitchen or a fire pit area? We could have sat around, but we didn't have it or blah, blah, blah. So I think um, my always go-to, and I think you've heard me say this a few times, but good preparation. Preparation is key. Mm. Um, And getting some professional advice if you're going to the realms of doing a complete renovation. Mm. And what sort of um, things, you know, should we be considering to put in our garden? I think a lot of people just go, oh, I want a garden. So what What do you recommend? Plants, for example. That's uh, a good start. Um, there's got to be a happy balance, not just plants, not just hardscapes either. But in saying that, the more expensive part of the landscape is probably the hardscape and material choices. Mm. Possibly doing a lot of research because even though material choices can look amazing, like stone cladding or travertine tiling, things like that, They've got to be installed correctly. So you probably need a professional, which the product might be affordable, but you need to work out, is it? We can't just pull in Joe the handyman and say, mate, we'll give you a couple of bucks an hour. Exactly. Oh, look, I'm going down this road at the moment because somebody in my... You're Joe the handyman too, are you? No, it's not Joe the handyman. It's someone a bit closer to home. Um, We've got some pavers and they just, they, I'm not going to say who it was, but anyway, it wasn't me. It was someone else close to me. Just Mm. chucks the pavers out there and I'm like, you can't just do that, Pete. It's going to look crap. It was not only going to look crap, but to put some pavers down for a path. It's a hazard and I sound like a broken record, but... You know, 80, 78, 80% of the work goes underground. You don't even see it. So preparing your pavers so they don't, in three months' time, become all wobbly or you've got mm. weeds popping up everywhere or someone trips and cuts a toe on a, mm. on a raised paver, right, cracking. Right. Mm. Um, um, and a lot of good landscapers will know there's a lot of preparation before those pavers just get chucked down, so yeah. to say. But Luke, how do we know what sort of plants are going to suit our garden? I mean, there's a lot of like, oh, this looks fantastic, tropicals or know, yeah, English. Yeah. You know, we're on the Central Coast. So how yep. do you sort of sit back and think, you know, plan these plants out? So there's probably a couple of ways. The most boring way is to go and research and just um, Google stuff. You don't know what you're sort of typing in. Or you can go for a drive down the road and look at some nice gardens that you like. Um, take some photos of those plants and see if they suit what you're after. Um, mm. Falling short of that is, yeah, get a professional. They can give you a, a whole list of plants. I'm actually staring at the design I'm doing at the moment. They give you plant schedules. We do plant profiles, pictures, a write-up of the name. And then we also provide a, a care package afterwards so you can revisit your landscape three months later and and make sure you have made the right choices and not made a time-consuming maintenance project for yourself. Last hour of the show, I spoke to Clara, the uh, permaculturist, about yep. yes, the, the, the benefits of uh, picking up freebie plants from your neighbours who are, for example, you know, they're rejigging and they're leaving plants out to take. Mm. Is that, yep. is that yep. a, a false economy, you think? Uh, um, I think not? it's usually, well, it, it's not false economy because there's no exchange of, money tree value because people usually just chucking stuff out and people collect it. Mm. But yeah, of course there's a lot of breeders' rights attached to some plants. Yes. Um, which can only be sold at certain nurseries that have those rights to sell certain plants. Mm. But they're usually quite exotic or um, large-scale landscape plants that we, we buy. 
But uh, I don't see any, any harm in doing that, for sure, okay. as right. long as you're not spreading weeds. Well, sometimes it might be a compromise because you may not have thought of putting that in and you go, mm. well, I got it for Nick's, therefore I'm not losing anything. Yeah, but yeah, it that, might that is not quite tricky, fit. Tricky one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, it can become a bit of a hodgepodge sort of job or higgledy-piggledy, which is, you know, just random plants that you've found. Mm. However, there's certain ways you can make that work as well. But if I'm sitting yeah. at home going, look, I'm pretty happy with the way that my hardscaping looks and all that, can I actually employ yeah. a landscaper to just tell me what plants to get? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, oh. um, you can um, you can purchase like a full schedule plan. You can get a horticultural thing to give you advice okay. on your existing. Yeah, so absolutely can. I was going to say too that it comes up quite a bit that, you know, we get called in to do the hard stuff and mm. then they say, oh, we, we can do the, the planting and the soft landscaping and then that's not a problem. Mm. And then that question comes, but what do I plant? I'm like, yeah. well, that's kind of the package. It's kind <laughs> of, if you compare it this way, if you ask someone to make you a wedding cake, you wouldn't get them to make you a cake and say, you know what, I'm going to decorate it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the cheap way out, wouldn't it? That's it. That's yeah. So, summing it up, you just get your mates around and get a couple of cartons and have a great afternoon. Is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You could have a, a nice wonky couple of cartons <laughs> designed <laughs> landscape with upside down plants. And not, <laughs> not recommended. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Thank you, Luke. Have a great new year, mate. We'll be keeping on you. Uh, yeah, we will. Good advice throughout <laughs> the year as well. Thanks, mate. Look forward to it. Thank you, guys. We've been speaking with Luke DiVincenzo from Devo Designs. He's our landscaper of choice right here at At Home with the Gardening Gang with Pete and Cheryl on this morning. Coast FM. And Cheryl and Darcy with the Gardening Gang today. Paulie Mack has joined us in the studio. He's back after his summer break. I know you've had a very busy summer break it's with busy, all the parties and... nearly broken me. Oh, sorry, mate. Okay, well, Good we're morning, not going to talk about... Chef. Your menus Good today. morning. I had an interesting story put to me the other day at a uh, shop in uh, Erin Affair, and uh, the point was made that this year gone, not as many hams mm. and turkeys were sold and therefore expect to find a lot of specials coming up this uh, really? this month. Really? Mm. Now, I don't know why. Is it because of price? Were people more uh, keen to go the cheaper cuts than it's, well, turkeys it's and a, hams? It's a big expenditure, isn't it, of ham or a turkey now? It's a lot of... It costs, they're well, not, if you've got plenty of money, it's not. Well, yeah. not all of us do, Pete. I'm just, no. you know... <laughs> it's well I'm over the $100. Um, I used to look after judging for Australian pork, so I used to taste all of the hams in the country oh, and yeah. choose the best one. Um, and mm. then what we would do is we'd take a little two-centimetre slice out of the ham, taste it and... Organoleptically test it. Do you like that? <laughs> Organoleptically. Organoleptically test wow, it. Wow, what does that mean? It just means kind of assess it based on smell, taste, flavour, texture. Oh, all, all your organs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. And, it. and be able to describe it using words. <laughs> and then what we're sorry. What so we're you would grade thing. these hams? Yeah, and we would get delivered a ham, a whole leg ham, which is usually around 10 kilos, 11 yeah, kilos. Yeah. It's a big ham. So from all over the country, and they would mail them in in ice boxes. <clears throat> and we would taste it, and then what they would do is wrap it up, and then we would find a home for it. For the f and I did that for 10 years, and we would donate wow. it to, to Coast Shelter. And I was driving down the freeway doing like a small goods wheelie because the <laughs> car was so full of ham. And we could deliver 80 kilos so it of ham. cost you nothing. It cost me nothing. Yeah. But I, it, and they were like, um, yes, we'll take it. What on earth are we going to do with it? Yeah, there's only so many <laughs> ham sandwiches you can eat. I love That's a ham it. sandwich. Right. Mm. Oh, sorry. Hams that till was, next Christmas. Till next. That was it. I was off. But can you freeze these big hams? You can freeze anything. Freezing breaks down the molecules in anything. What happens is it freezes the water and the water breaks down. So it'll change the texture. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yep, yeah, that's right. Um, just keep it as airtight as possible for, you know. Mm. Well, you need to chop it up first. I mean, you so can't, I mean, can't stick the whole thing in. Unless you've got a great big chest freezer no. or something like that. It would like take that. like a week to defrost, wouldn't it? Then you oh, have yeah, to eat it, it all again in mm. one go. So slice it. Wrap it really tightly so it's airtight or vacuum seal it. So what I'm hearing is if I go down to one of our supermarkets and I see a whole ham that was 150 bucks or something, it's like they're throwing it out the door at $40, mm. well worth buying, chopping up and freezing. 100%. Right. Cut half up for the neighbourhood. Yeah. You, you can do that. Half, you can you know, uh, spread joy yeah. all month around, you see, Sherilyn, getting on the good side of the neighbours. But other than ham sandwiches, what would I be making? Oh, Anything that needs... Well, jam. Make ham jam. Ham jam. Have you ever made ham jam? No. 
Unbelievable. No, come on. Unbelievable. Are you serious? 100%. Ham jam. 100%. I just I, saw a, a clip on Insta yesterday of um, the dude from the Three Blue Ducks making some ham jam. <laughs> Surely that I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say it's a relish. That cannot be a yeah, jam. Oh, I, I think you'll find it's a, it's a jam. It's a jam. Oh, <laughs> it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me! What about other things leftovers? We uh, wouldn't be keeping our potatoes for long. Uh, not so much for potatoes. Salad, can that can oh. that stand uh, a week in the fridge? Yeah, I know there's some in our fridge leftover from the weekend. You no. know, you find. I was thinking yesterday. Um, I've been working at a restaurant over the summer months. And we go through, you would not believe the amount of produce we're going through. Mm-hmm. But my my one thing is to keep, never to throw anything away. It drives me insane because you're paying top dollar for everything. And I do see some things going in the garbage and it hurts me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to work out the best way to keep everything. You know, so I, yesterday I was working out the difference between, we would go through a lot of mint and a lot of coriander. And coriander loves water. Mint hates water mm-hmm. when it's been picked, right? So... If you give coriander a little bath, I know it's not the answer to the question, but <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Give it a little wash, make sure it's super clean because it's a dirty herb because it's got bits of grit and stuff in it, and mm. not what you need when you're eating your curry. No, you don't want gr- that. A gritty coriander. Um, but if you do the same to mint and put it in the fridge, you come back next day and it's black as... It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's black and yuck. But it's, it. it's about learning how to get the best out of everything of leftovers but of with leftovers. the salads no, I'm, the, yeah. I'm really like it if you're going to store salad mm. like don't, I don't think you can do it once you put dressing or cheeses oh, or 100%. something the worst food poisoning I ever got and it was only a couple of years ago was from a Greek salad that I bought oh. from somewhere I was violently ill for no. about three oh. I mean violently ill to the point yeah. that I thought I was having a brain tumour or something. It was over so the top. So chuck that out before the uh, fridge is even closed. Oh, I think, <coughs> I think if you if you sort of judge ahead, Paulie, you, this is mm. how I think is, you think, oh, I might have some left up. Well, I, I don't put the dressing buy on. Buy less. As I, yeah, I said, buy less, buy, buy less. more often. Yeah, sometimes that kind of stuff can make you real sick, you know. If ever in doubt, Chuck it out. Uh, well, the the story of the prawns, of course. We talked about oh, doing the prawn, run, the prawn run, which I did the prawn run on uh, actually Christmas Eve this year, mm. yeah. uh, and uh, bought a few more prawns than I expected. Mm. So we had mm. so we had to keep those in the fridge, mm. not the freezer mm. so much, and they kept rather well. Well, the they enemy of well. the enemy of all food is air, right? Is air? Yes. Okay, so right. if you can keep the air away from food, then That's you'll worthwhile now. Eh? You'll mm. expand its life. So like if you what they call pot prawns. If you put them in like a clarified butter or underneath olive oil, that removes the air from getting to them and that wow. will spoil them. I'm a lucky well, no. I never had any question about a really? tummy ache or anything like that and I just had no. them in the fridge with a layer of uh, kind of uh, muslin over the top right. and covered with ice Yeah, in mm. the fridge, not in the freezer, in mm. the fridge Super and cool. it was beautiful. Between zero and four degrees. Yeah. Zero and four, you'd, you'd that's about right. for about four yeah. or five days, honestly. Like, yeah. really. And um, I kept them for about three days and no they were still way. in perfect condition. No, the neighbour's cats would be getting mine. Really? Paulie Mac joins us, uh, always got a good tip and I've learned a few things to Today's show I hadn't a clue about before. I know. Uh, just send me the uh, bill, Paul. Thanks. No Thanks. I'm going to go. Coast FM, this is The Gardening Gang. Paulie Mac joins us most every week here on the number one Saturday morning show on radio. And that's The Gardening Gang. I'm going to go get a ham. FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, The Gardening Gang, every Saturday morning here on the radio with uh, Vicky. We've got What's Hot. What's Hot. She's standing by this morning to uh, give us a bit of a peek into the gardening and nursery world on the Central Coast. Good morning to you, Vic. Good morning, everybody. As you wake up from your morning slumber, what uh, have you found to be the attractive features of the other nurseries on the coast this weekend? Well... Not too much, I'm afraid. It's been oh. a bit of a quiet week on social media, mm. but this is what I did find. Mm. Burbank at Erina Heights having a Kokodama workshop. That will be on the 13th of March at 3pm, so that's, you've got a bit of time to hang prepare. Hang on, that's two and a half months away. Oh, you've well, got to book in now. They book out. You have to oh, get okay. in now. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, very much they have plenty of other workshops too that I mentioned last week. I can't remember what they were now, but I think yeah. it was like painting a gnome and yeah. uh, bird feeders and things like that. Correct. Um, King Cumber Homewares next to Mitre 10 have got your citrus covered. So you can get things like your dwarf varieties, mandarins, lemons, lemonades and limes if you want to put one in the ground or in a pot. Mm. Um 
we've also got Norville Green at Tewkley and they're open all week from 10am to 2pm and they've got some pretty spectacular fiddle-leaf things. And why Nurfies put out a big claim. They're going to make you a centre veggie garden excellence with expert advice tailored for beginners to intermediate gardeners. And you can go find that advice at YE Nursery. Oh, that's a big claim. <laughs> that is a big claim. They're going to make you the heroes of the uh, of the gardening world. Like, that's right. But yeah. there you go. It's a very quiet week on social media. Okay. Well, Everyone's I think that was fairly comprehensive, actually. I thought maybe you had, you know, you, you had a very nice, uh, uh, well, I, I'll rephrase that. Well, I think you've done well there to, um, to scurry up some good stories there from yeah. our various cool. nurseries. thank you very much. What about Narara Valley Nursery? It's one we often hear about. Well, what's hot in our garden centre is all of our plants because they're still 20% off, and that's 20% off all plants, including the discounted ones. And some good news because Brad has been very busy restocking the nursery. He says his legs are sore from unpacking all the trolleys. <laughs> so there's loads and loads of indoors and tropical plants and outdoors. And there's even a 250ml Monstera Thai Constellation gas and a little 130ml Thai Constellations as well. Oh, they're beautiful. They're, they're hot. Yeah? Oh, yeah, the okay, Constellations. Okay, well, we'll pop down after the show and grab a few of those. <laughs> they're so hot. hot for a long time. And they're, 20, they're not and they're, tag, are they 20% off, though? Yes. That could make them very affordable. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, Vicky, uh, we have to now move on to the next exciting part of our segment on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Is it a fact or a fib? That's right, Coasties. Let's play along at home. Vicky is coming right up the rear there. I think she's just about eclipsed you, Pete, and the fact or fib. Or oh, do we start again? Because it's a new way year. Past my rear. Do we, do, do we, do we <laughs> wipe the slate and start again? I don't know. All right. Is it a fact or a fib? Very exciting news around the world as Crown Princess Mary is set to become Queen Mary of Denmark. I know. How exciting. I know. I'm very, very excited. I know you're a royalist, so I thought you'd. I know. Pre- appreciate this one. Okay, so we also know that lots of famous people, particularly royals, have roses named after them. Crown Princess Mary, no stranger to this. She has a beautiful rose. It's by Ross Roses. Australian rose breeder George Thompson introduced the Crown Princess Mary Rose in 2006. It's a gorgeous ivory white blushed pink rose. Gentle ruffles. It resembles a silk rose. Crown Princess Mary is said to be delighted with this rose and she's used it quite often. You can buy it anywhere. It's all around the place. I don't know if they've got it at Narara Valley Nursery. Gorgeous rose. Do you know Not how yet. it was named? Mary sat on a pin and Mary rose. Oh. <laughs> okay, keep going. I love it. All right. Now, this is what happens in the rose breeding world. Her name is about to be changed to Queen Mary. Now, you would think that this rose, you know, they just changed the name of the rose, but no, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to drop the name entirely. This rose is just going to be known as the Mary Rose. That's it. It won't be called the Crown Princess Mary Rose because there is no Crown Princess. So So now it's just going to be known as the Mary Rose. And perhaps if she's lucky, she'll get a Queen Mary Rose named after her in the future. So I put it to you, is it a fact or a fib that the Crown Princess Mary Rose loses its royal title on the day that she becomes the queen. Oh, I'm suggesting uh, I'll jump in there, Vicky, if I may, because I do have a bit of a royal streak in there. Uh, (laughs) Sir Peter of Nottingham, of course, was my great-grandfather. And I'm suggesting that would be the case. I I think this is a fact. I feel it's a fact. I feel it's factual. What do you think, uh, Young Vic? I don't have a feeling either way, but I'm going to go with no, they're not going to drop the name because I'm guessing it's already been registered and they don't want to go through the process of that Ooh. again, maybe, is my logic. Oh, she's a clever, <laughs> she's a clever one, as sharp as a rose thorn. Oh. It's absolutely right. No, they're not going to change the name of the rose. It'll always be the Crown Princess Mary Rose, and you can still get it well, right around I the world. Just sit back and suck. <laughs> um, so hopefully there might be, and I'm sure there will be a Queen Mary Rose and rose breeders around the world, probably in Australia, are all rushing around at the moment trying to find one that they can name the Queen Mary. Oh. 
that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. a beautiful story there, Sherilyn. Well chosen. Thank you, Vic. You continue to be the champion of the uh, Fact or Fit game. I know. I can't believe it. Well, <laughs> hero to you. It's like a football team. They do well for a while, then they suddenly fade. Oh, we'll right. see, we'll see next week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks, Vic. Have a nice weekend. From all the gang here at Coast FM and uh, wonderful. Happy New Year as well. You're with Coast FM 963 and you're at home with the Gardening Gang with Pete Sherilyn. At home with the gardening gang. Coast FM 963. The fabulous Sherbet right here at Coast FM, the station on the coast with those classic hits and the summer hits right through the month of January. Summer love. What about that, Sherlyn? I love Bring it. back memories? Uh, yes, just a few. <laughs> I still have a good Always love and time does, summer. I yeah. think. This is the Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on this Saturday morning. And we're sponsored this year once again by our good friends Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs. And they're open back on Monday at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows have enjoyed their holiday. They're back on deck next week as well. Mm. Ten minutes after nine o'clock, time to go. Stephen, can you just give us a bell there? Hello, Steve. Happy New Year. He's still... Anyway, this is time to get your hands dirty. Let's do it, Coasties. Get those gloves on. Get those gumboots on as well. First of all, let's be very careful around the coast, whether we're in our own gardens or, you know, walking around places because the funnel web spiders are out and about. A little bit of rain, a little bit of heat. We spoke to Emma, the head funnel web milker up there at the Reptile Park, our sponsors this month for the Sounds of Summer. And she said, yes, there are lots around. So be very, very careful and mindful of those creepy crawlies, please. Now, there's not many events around the coast, but if you've got an event coming up that you'd like us to mention on the Gardening Gang or for me to put into the newspaper, the Coast newspaper, you can write to gardeningcentralcoast at gmail.com. It's a free service and I'm happy to share all of those things. But first of all, I'd like to let you know that if you are interested in gardening and maybe you don't have a gardener, a garden, you mightn't have a gardener, but you might want to become one, you mightn't have the space or the resources at home, how about joining one of our many, 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 many community gardens on the coast? To find out where they are and more about them, head to the internet, centralcoast.newsouthwales.gov.au. They're all listed there. And if you are on Facebook, have a look at this fantastic Facebook page, Central Coast Community Garden Network. They've got lots and lots there about community gardens and they can actually help you as well if you're looking at setting up a community garden. All right, if you do have a garden, what can you plant at home this week? Lots of things, including culinary herbs, beans, beetroot, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, see all those brassicas, you can start putting them in. Cape gooseberries, capsicum, carrot, cauliflower, celery, cucumber, endive, lettuce can still go in, mustard, okra, parsnip. Parsnips, that's so old-fashioned. Do you like those, Pete? Well, parsnips are... Part of a staple diet. Are they? Oh, oh yeah. They're, they're, they they're not one of my favourites. Very popular in Saratoga. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. Rhubarb, rocket, also sweet corn can go in. Tomatoes can still go in with all oh, the windows closing for that. There's lots of flowers that can go in. Get your autumn beds starting to get, you know, ready as well. Clara was talking about getting beds ready this <laughs> at the moment. So you need to get those autumn planting beds ready. Californian poppies can go in. Cyclamens, marigolds, salvias, sunflowers can still go in. And so can waratah at the moment that you have to wait a long time for a flower but it's worth it and zinnias can go in too Pete Steve just settle down <laughs> have you got any more to go there no that's Carolyn? it there's a lot Stephen, more but that's, it. that's it. the top I know of the you're enthusiastic He's making me laugh today. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there it is, getting your hands dirty, all part of having a beautiful day on the coast. So I thought we'd play a song all about this beautiful day. Gang with Pete and Sherilyn here at Coast FM every Saturday morning and uh, Doreen joins us Mm. today, jumping out of her little RV. You've been Mm. at Crookwell, apparently. I have, cute little town. Down towards the highlands Mm. and back at Goulburn there. Yeah, the southern tablelands, I've been told Ah. by my husband, that you have to have it correct. Yes, he's got that right. Gorgeous little town. Any Very markets friendly there people. that you uh, came across? No, not on those days, but a lovely little town. Great showers in the in the caravan park, I can tell you that one. <laughs> oh, there you go. Are they hot? Good showers, nice hot showers, oh, hot okay. and strong. Oh, beautiful. All good. Okay. Were they, um, uh, shall we put it, uh, 
uh, individual uh, male and female gender oh, types? Absolutely, or are they uni? absolutely. And oh no, 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 no. Where are they unisex? No, che- are no. they? That's just in the national parks. Yeah, yeah. Sort of oh. National parks have the unis. Yeah, 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 but they've got a great little camp kitchen for winter. They've got even a log fire there. So mm, okay, very well there nice. we go. A little bit of plug mm. for Crook. Hi mm. to all those in yeah. Crookwell at mm. uh, the moment, and those on the coast uh, having a holiday from Crookwell too. Mm. Now, Doreen, let's uh, check out the little market uh, report. No, it's only a small market report because it a lot is. of the markets are on holes, aren't That's, they? Well, yes, they're all having a little break, a well-deserved break before okay. they they start. Well, let's um, just fill us in on what's happening this okay, weekend. Okay, what I can say is that the Gosford summer markets are being held on Friday nights in Kibble Park between 2 and 8. They will be held the next two Fridays between January 12 and 19. Now, there's summer twilight markets combining some of our local favourite markets who will be there until they begin their usual markets later in January. Really? Yes, I know. So this is there's, a Friday night They're coming thing. together in a bit there's of a, a There's thrust. three of them. Yeah, three of them. Oh, I think, that's a good together, idea. I like nice. that. Yeah. Okay. That covers next week. But today, Terrigal Beach Markets are on between nine and three. Support their local makers, designers and musicians at the Esplanade on the beautiful foreshore of Terrigal Beach. So Thank that you. one is on today. Okie dokie. Now let's uh, just jump through to Sunday now. Much on Sunday that we need to know uh, about? Just a couple. Tookley Lions Club markets are on near Coles Tookley between 8 and 1. Go along and browse through their stalls and find some bargains. And also, the Entrance Lions Club charity market is being held again tomorrow between 8.30 and 12.30. It's on in the Denning Street car park opposite Coles. So you can browse through their second-hand goods and specialty items. Now, there's a couple there that are of particular note. A lot of people will rush off there and find out they're not on. Oh. So one is the Gosford City Farmers Market. They're having not on break. till Yeah, they're having mm-hmm. a little break. Mm-hmm. They're on next Sunday. And the other lovely one is Woi Woi Waterfront Markets, and they start back January 14. Understandable break is in order there. Everybody mm. needs a break. Yes. Well, there it is. Wrapping up the market report. Uh, Doreen, thanks for joining us today. You're very welcome. And uh, back on the road again this week or not on the RV? No, I think we have to have a little break. Staying home? Yes, I'm in the cost of petrol. We've got to stay home a little bit. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Coast FM, this is The Garden Gang with Pete and Sherilyn. And now, back to those classic hits. Special. A heart needs a second chance. And so does the love of a gardener. Yes. Is that right, Sharon? You fail once, you try again. That's right. There's no failures. It's just all learning experiences. Now, we had a call from Jillaby only, well, while that song was playing, Mm. and a lady, we would have liked to put her on the air, but didn't have time. The um, lady has explained to us, Sherilyn, mm. that she's got a bug problem. She does. She's got a bit of a plague there at Jillaby with the monolepta beetle, otherwise known as the leaf beetle. There's a few different types out there, but she's got these little brown ones that uh, they're distinguished by the fact they're quite small, a light brown with a dark brown stripe across them with two quite distinctive dark black, sort of blacky brown spots on their backsides or on the back of their wings as well. And she said they're in plague proportions all over everything and she was like, help, help gardening gang, what can I do? Well, first of all, this beetle is an Australian native beetle so it'd be nice to just leave it alone but I guess when they're in your garden, they are a problem and the reason is they love fruit, they love fruit trees, they'll even they'll eat lots of leaves, hence the name leaf beetle, they'll even strip eucalyptus leaves as well. Ooh. And She said it's, yeah, and she's got them all, yeah, all over her uh, roses as well, just everywhere. Now now, the problem is they actually love dry conditions and we've had a little bit of rain around, but it has been rather dry of late. They're usually found in Queensland in, and sort of further up the coast, but I guess they're getting pushed down because of this dry weather we've had recently as well. How do you get rid of them? Well, here's an organic method. They're really attracted to the colour white. So if you put white buckets half filled with water around your garden, they'll be attracted to that, that and they'll drown. Now, I'm talking about the fact that they're in plague proportions. This lady said they're just completely covering her trees. So don't advise this if there are a few because, you know, birds will eat them and that. But when your garden's going to be completely destroyed, like let's be sensible, she needs to cut them down, cull them out a little bit. Uh, other ways are pyrethrum sprays, but, we, you know, that, that also... Yeah, well, it kills bees as well. I, I don't really like that. Sticky traps will also catch them. I know it'll catch other things as well. I guess that is a thing. The thing is, keep Here's another point. Keep the moisture up to your garden because they don't really like very moist areas. So you're going to need to mulch, 
But be careful with sugar cane mulch because I have read that some of the larvae can come in from Queensland in the sugar cane mulch. Mm. So if you've got a lot of these beetles, maybe that could be it as well. And also make sure you're watering your garden deeply and regularly because that will deter them and cut the cycle out. So if you're seeing these little beetles, that's what they are. They are natives. Please don't go attacking them if there's just a few. But if you're in plague proportions... Try some of those things. There it is. Good advice there from the gang this morning. And coming up, more from Coast FM Sounds of Summer. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy here with the Gardening Gang today, being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Thanks, guys. Tanya Middleton joined us all through last year. Yeah. And she's now over the heap and, and, and she's now over the hump, I should say, <laughs> and ready to join us for the brand new year. Now, Tanya, good morning to you. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. Tan, I don't know if you've got kitties, but uh, introducing your children, who are many of whom are on holidays now, might be a good time mm-hmm. to uh, get yourself a pet. Oh, yeah. Because bringing a pet into the family for the first time mm. must have a couple of uh, issues. So what, what kind of um, way would you recommend, say, a new a new pup, for example? Oh, that's a big one. come in uh, to the family? Would you sort of arrange that if or you introduce had, the pet to the family way of life? The and the kids. And the kids. Mm. Yeah, look, I think, I think school holidays are a great time to introduce a new pet to the family because everyone's at home and things can happen slowly but consistently you can set that you can lay the ground rules for everybody and everybody can be consistent and when it comes to a new pet just like with children consistency is key consistency from every Mm -hmm. family member okay so basically particularly with puppies you want everyone to be following the rules Okay. Oh, puppies okay. need a lot. Mm. Puppies mm. need a lot of routine. Training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, routine is key. Okay, so there's no point just a mum training puppies to sit. Mm. Everybody needs to train to pu- train puppies to sit, and right. it takes a, it takes a lot of work. So yes, yeah, school holidays are a great time to introduce a new pet to the family. Okay. Now, would you recommend uh, people getting a new pet than going away on a caravanning trip straight away? Would that be uh, mm. would that be oh, something that could be managed, or would that be not desirable? Look, I don't think it's ideal. I mean, sometimes these things happen. These things happen, and you know, you you can't change them. But ideally, no, because how are you going to toilet train a puppy whilst you're in a caravan? Good um, question. You know, the, <laughs> Yeah, look, it's 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 really difficult, and you know the other the plus part of that is I've worked at veterinary hospitals that have had boarding, and you know they've people have gotten new puppies or kittens, and they've put them in boarding straight away for for two weeks, and again, it's such a big adjustment, and those few for mm. those first few weeks are so important, and to get a brand new puppy or kitten and take it away from its litter. Mm. Or even oh. if it is a rescue, to take it away from it. That's pretty you know, rescue dumb idea, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's I pretty think it's silly. A bit, I yeah. think it's a bit rough, and I think it's a bit so rough if, on the puppy. Yeah, so it for what it's worth, Tan. It's a bit rough, I think. A bit dumb. <laughs> it is. It really is because you know those few weeks when it it's away from its litter mates or rescue litter mates. Mm. You know, it's supposed to be forming bonds, not not by itself. And mm. you know, mm. being away in a caravan is you know, it can be stressful on the whole family, even though it's a holiday. If you've got little ones, yeah. it can still be stressful. So, you know, you don't want that stress on the public. And, you know, the other risk, of course, you pull up in Bullamacanka <laughs> to get a hot dog or something and you get back in the car and you go, uh-oh. Oh, Pete, that's We've left Fido oh, behind. No. We've forgotten we've got this new dog, so there's no oh, routine no. happening here. Oh, Turn the caravan around back to Bullamacanka. Uh, oh, no. Oh, well, yeah. You know, you've got that. You've got nutrition you've got to think about yeah. for, the, for the little one. There's, there's so many things that could go wrong. So, no. look, I advise against it. Good advice there today yeah. from uh, our pet vet, uh, Tanya, Tanya Middleton who, in fact, uh, has put her skills to work with a new book. It is. This is not out yet, gorgeous, but uh, not Tanya. far off. No, but I tell you what, you know what you can do. You can put a pre-order in. Tanya, what led you to write Kenny and the Sticky Trap? 
This is your first book? It, it is my first children's book, yeah. Look, I'm, I love writing, writing kids' stories. It's actually a story about a little kookaburra who came through emergency. It's fiction, but it's got an environmental um, Message. twist. Yeah. Oh, message, okay. yeah, like a non-fiction environmental mm-hmm. twist. So basically this story is, is based on this little kookaburra. Just, I'm so in love with this little character. Uh, Kenny and the Sticky Trap by Tanya Middleton, our pet vet nurse and illustrated by Amanda Letcher, is available from Shoreline Publishing Group. You can find it at shorelinepublishing.com.au. You can pre-order right now. It's not out until March, but you can get your pre-orders in right now. It's gorgeous, Tanya. Well done. It'll make you a very wealthy writer like <laughs> Sheryl and Darcy. <laughs> oh, it's a love job. It's a love job. I'm sure it yeah. must be. And I hope it's going to be very successful. And happy 2024 for you and Kenny. We've been chatting with our pet vet nurse, Tanya Middleton, and we've been learning how to introduce pets to young kids. And a free plug for her new book too. We (laughs) we love it. Of course, Kenny and the Sticky Trap. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks, guys. This is The Gardening Gang with Pete and Sheldon right here at Coast FM, home with the classic hits. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. It is the Gardening Gang being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. They're both back next week. Now, Sherilyn, hmm. I tell you who hasn't had a break through the whole Christmas period. Who? That's Lockton McDonald. Oh, he's a hard worker. Things are busy in the real estate trade. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you now, they mm-hmm. are just going flat strap. Lachlan, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, Lachlan. Did you get a full sleep last night, mate? I know it's been very busy for you at Great White McDonald. Unusually busy sort of Christmas period with a bit of bit of activity. Normally, nothing happens, but there's still been plenty of plenty of people uh, wanting to do things and have conversations, which is a little bit rare. Now, there was a story in the paper today about two thousand refugees a day coming into Australia by plane. Wow, that's a fair number of people. They need a lot of houses. And Lachlan probably onto that too. (laughs) Now, Lachlan, give us your predictions for 2024. You're sitting right there in the midst of it all. What are the trends that you're seeing for the new year? Yeah, well, we saw a better market than we expected in 2023, that's for sure. Uh, And one of the key stories, as we know, was interest rates. And I think that as we go into 2024, it's going to continue to be one of the key stories, but in a different way. Um, we've, we've seen some talk in the media that throughout the course of this year, US interest rates are going to start to come down. Now, there's also a lot of talk in the media that Australia is in a very different situation. So don't expect us to immediately follow suit. Not going to happen. Okay. However, that sort of, positivity or those positive reports, just the thought of rates starting to come down around the world Mm -hmm. is going to give people light at the end of the tunnel. Now, as you said, Pete, it's already actually been very good market conditions despite the interest rates throughout last year. And as soon as people start to see that light at the end of the tunnel and think, hey, you know what? If we do buy now and we just have to sort of get through another six or nine months of the higher rates, things should hopefully settle down. Mm Mm-hmm. That's obviously a much more appealing scenario to most people than thinking that, hey, we're going to have to weather this storm for you know, three years or more. Okay. Now, okay, so a little bit of confidence uh, will be enough to keep the, uh, the prices uh, level, shall we say? They mm. certainly ain't going to go backwards, I wouldn't imagine. Be very, very surprised, yeah. I mm. think we're going to see good demand and new buyers coming into the market in the second half of the year who are basically anticipating that rates will come down in 2025 and they want to get in before they do. Well, that's not a bad prediction there. Now, what about the trends in the style of homes that are emerging that you're witnessing and people are coming to talk to you about, what, uh, available properties for downsizing? Is that the look? Is that on the horizon now? Uh, I think everywhere, both on the coast, right across Australia and the conversation you know, in a lot of places worldwide is around how do we make housing more affordable? Yeah. And the the trend towards people downsizing into more fit-for-purpose accommodation, you know, so maybe not empty nesters in a six-bedroom house, that sort of trend is going to result in 
they're needing to be more smaller properties being built, mm-hmm. duplexes, more townhouses. And there's quite a big push, um, I think we've talked about before in the show from the state government around trying to open up more areas for duplexes, dual occupancies, those dual living scenarios, townhouses, all those sorts of things that give people the ability to have a property of their own but maybe without such a big expensive footprint. Well, that's correct, mate. The, the, there's higher concentration uh, expected in places like Gosford CBD. Mm-hmm. Well, that's happening now with all those new units going up. Also, mm-hmm. Tugra. They're suggesting yeah, that Tugra, that area, that land area there yes. next to the, um, uh, the, the the Westfield, yep. and also beautiful downtown Wyong. Wyong lives said I can't even imagine where in Wyong because you think of Wyong and I always think it's almost semi-rural. It just has that feel about it. I can't imagine it being medium to sort of high density. Well, yeah, no, was... the, the, the country field days of Wyong, I think, are yeah. you know, numbered, unfortunately, for yeah, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cheryl, you'd be surprised how much land is down there, back in mm. the uh, high school, places like that. Oh, no, I'm aware of it, On the banks yeah. of the Wyong River, I'm you know what I mean? So there. get yourself a water view. That's it. And uh, all that area there, there's a fair bit of work to mm. flood mitigate and the like, but uh, mm. I think the government see that as being part of the big plan. Well, to, uh, to increase the uh, the the affordability of, of properties here on the coast. Well, I'll tell you what; they've just broken ground in that great big area next to the Woolworths complex in Lake Memora, where there's 380 odd houses supposed to be built. And I can't imagine that they'd all be big houses because I can't see how they'd all fit there. I'm sure that that must be. Yeah, you know, that was medium. a earmark for a cemetery many years ago. Really. <laughs> Well, they're going to be packed in there now, I can tell you. Maybe, maybe not quite that tight, though. <laughs> That's it. Well, it's going to be very interesting going to Woolies, I've got to, I've got to tell you. I'm, I, the whole place is changing up there as well. I think we'll see some major changes on the case. might be in exactly mm. at the end of 2024, but it's certainly mm. about to, uh, particularly in the, the lower-cost the lower cost housing segment, yep. uh, it's going to take off. It's interesting you sort of say the, the lower-cost housing, because the funny thing is, it's almost not lower cost housing anymore. Well, affordable. It's actually it's actually normal cost housing of of, of right. yesterday, if that makes sense, you know. And oh, and okay. those duplexes and townhouses are going to be, I think, the new norm for a lot of people. And those mm. big family homes might be more and more of a luxury. Oh, okay. That well, puts you and me, Pete, in the luxury market well, by we're the sounds big of it. Gates at Sherilyn's place. Yeah, that's. I've got to protect my garden. That's all I'm worried about. Keep the dogs out, as I say. Yeah. (laughs) All righty. Well, we'll keep in touch right throughout the the year, certainly with uh, the property news. From uh, Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners joining us every Saturday morning. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Lachlan. Thank you. Coast FM with the gardening gang, Pete, Sherlin and Lachlan. About 23, so gorgeous day coming up. Now, Sherlyn, next week on The Gardening Gang, something special. Absolutely. Is there a medicine cabinet hiding in your garden? We're going a bit herbal, Pete. Don't be scared. Yes, there could be a pharmacy behind that bush. (laughs) It could be. Something for your... Well-being yes, growing we'll be, in the garden. <laughs> we'll be looking at weeds. We'll be looking at herbal medicines that maybe you might have growing in your garden and how to grow these things as well. few experts, it's going to be a fun and interesting medicinal garden. Join us game. next week, 8 o'clock.